You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. What a delight it is to be sharing this time with you, my bride chillers and groom chillers. Alicia here. I host this little uh, wedding planning podcast we like to call Bride Chiller. Very interesting topic I am covering today on the show. We are talking about really just trusting your gut, figuring out what works, what doesn't, working with vendors and uh, trying to keep aware of things that may not be necessarily what they seem. I'm talking about wedding scams, I'm talking about how sometimes people try and take advantage of other people. And really, this is not a Debbie Downer topic at all. It's more just being alert, but not alarmed, being aware. And this all came from a lovely bride chiller called Anya, who we're going to hear from in a minute. She left me a voice message and I put a call out on the Bride Chiller community this week saying, asking if anyone had stories. And lots of people have shared tips, have shared things that they've heard and things to be aware of. So I'm really happy to be able to come and spread this this sort of message and also just get you to be a little bit more aware potentially of things to look out for. And most likely you will never come across any of this stuff in your wedding planning, but you will be aware, aware. Before we kick off, I am so excited to be uh, welcoming a brand new Bride Chiller partner. And this one got a lot of attention when I said, well, I think we've got a new great sponsor coming on board. People were very excited. And I am talking about Zola. Oh my gosh, so much positive Zola chat happening on the Bride Chiller community Facebook page, especially If you're at the very fun but sometimes stressful stage of trying to figure out what the heck to do with your gift registry, what to to actually ask for, the processes behind choosing items, sometimes it can feel a bit weird, especially if you are in the situation with, I think, a lot of our bride chiller and groom chiller, groom chiller and groom chiller and bride chiller and bride chiller listeners. I've just covered everyone. I just want you to know. Listeners may be, and that is a lot of us live together before you get hitched. So when it comes to getting married and then going through the registry process, it can be a little overwhelming, but also you got a lot of stuff already. So what is fantastic about Zola is that, is that instead of just registering at one store or one department store or one online company, with Zola, you can have access to over 50,000 gifts experiences and also cash funds. So if you are wanting to do some renovations on the house, if you're wanting to put money towards a mortgage, you can use Zola to collect and also record all of these gifts. And when I say record, what I love about what Zola offers is that you can collate your gift registry, you can collate all of the gifts that are coming from your guests from all over the place, whether that is combining cash And physical items, like here's an example, something uh, if I peek through our studio door, I can see sitting on our oven right now is a Le Creuset pot. When you are looking at quality items, that's one that I think a lot of us would look at and go, I don't know if it's a bit expensive, I don't know if I'll buy it myself, but then let someone else buy it for you. And when they do, via Zola, you can then collate all of your guests' purchases and use them to export into a very easy 
thank you list, which I love because, trust me, bride chillers and groom chillers, when you get to the stage of having to write the thank you cards, you're like, oh, my God, what did they give me? I'm grateful, but I'm tired. I just want to write my thank you card. Zola is offering a special treat to our listeners. Go to zola.com slash bridechiller, zola.com slash bridechiller, and choose to use Zola as your registry, and they will gift you, get ready for this, guys, they will gift you $50 towards anything you want in their store, anything, anything at all. And (laughs) they carry a lot of stuff, as I said, over 50,000 things. Again, that is Zola.com slash Bridechiller. $50. Why wait? Don't wait. Just do it. Enjoy yourself. Right. On with the shoe. Getting hitched is really, when you think about it, one big, very romantic business transaction. I'm not necessarily mean between your partner and you, but I do mean that you are probably putting a lot of money, whether that money is your own or from parents, or as I like to call them, wedding donors, you want to make sure that that money is being spent in a way that is safe and secure and that you make the right decisions and give that money to the right people. And sometimes it can be really hard because you get your heart set on something. It might be a vendor. It might be a location. It could be an item. And with weddings, we are emotionally attached to these transactions. It's quite different to going into any other business transaction because you can sort of disconnect yourself a little bit, especially when you are buying an item and you're like, well, I could get a better deal somewhere else or I'm getting a bit of a weird feeling from this vendor or this retailer. I'll go somewhere else and take my business elsewhere. Uh, But sometimes in weddings, when you get your heart set on one thing, you are connected to this transaction emotionally, obviously, because this is a hugely emotive, emotive new word day, it can be really difficult to disconnect. So I just want to reiterate, this is not a negative Nelly episode. It's more just to bring to your attention some of the things that are happening and also the solutions and the way that we can really be in tune with how the business works, business works in general, And then also getting out of these situations if you feel at all uncomfortable or you feel like the decision is not the decision that you want to make and you want to bail. So lovely bride chiller Anya got in touch and she wanted to explain a little bit about her situation. She's getting hitched in Bali, which is a very beautiful, beautiful place. Rich and I went there for our honeymoon and we loved it. But unfortunately... Anya has experienced some really unfortunate behaviour of groups coming together under the guise of professional organisations. For example, one of them is called the Bali Society of Wedding Professionals, which she has figured out with good detective, good bride chiller detective work that this organisation aren't really wedding professionals. It's sort of a bullshit title. And also they are using each other, lots of different companies within this organisation organization air quotes are recommending vendors that are all sort of dodgy so she left a very thorough message and Anya I'm sorry it's it was a little bit noisy so I haven't used it but I did love listening to it and I enjoyed hearing your story and also just proud of you for feeling that you can question people when you get that intuition that something's not quite right but these people were pretty shitty when she approached them and said, I don't really believe that some of these testimonials are true and I would just like a bit more information. Now, a good warning sign is in any situation, if 
you request more information or additional testimonials or if you wish to speak to someone in person and they fob you off, I don't don't feel good about that. Part of doing business is being able to spread the good word about what you do and also testimonials are a really big part of a lot of wedding businesses. So if they're not willing to share testimonials correctly with you, then that makes me very hesitant. So Anya, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry that you've been through this shit. It's really annoying. And I think, again, you had your bride chiller spidey senses going full pelt and you realise that some of these jokers uh, were taking advantage of you. She also said she wanted to share a warning about transferring to vendors' overseas bank accounts. She says, we had some issues paying deposits for a certain amount and vendors claiming they only received another amount. We added enough to cover conversion fees, our bank fees, and a generous estimate for their bank fees. So they paid extra money because they're good people. Uh, That's me saying that. Anya's not saying that, even though I truly believe she would say that because she is. She says, then they have updated the outstanding balance invoice incorrectly so that we have to pay more to cover the remaining amount. So my tip is to ask vendors to send a screenshot of the received deposit transaction in their bank account. Although she does say, if you're super paranoid, screen grabs can be photoshopped. So this is true. Someone, If they're going to be dodgy, they're going to be really dodgy. But that is a good a solution. A screen grab is a good solution. So thank you, Anya, for starting this conversation. When I put up the post on Facebook, I got a lot of responses from people, including vendors, and it was really good to hear their side. As I said at the top of the show, sometimes the people that are dodgy are the people that are getting married, which is extremely disappointing. But considering none of you are dodgy, I will not spend too much time wasting our time talking about dodgy people because no one in the Bride Chiller community is dodgy. I hope not. So the big topic today, I think, is red flags. And I talked a little bit before about instinct and that gut feeling you get with someone or something. And I actually think we don't tap into that enough. I've been writing about that in the Bride Chiller Survival Guide that I am toiling away, gosh, it's close, recently about this instinct you have with people and that in the olden days, in the caveman days, the instinct was to save your life. It was going, something's wrong here. Get out. Move. Do something else to get out of the way this person or thing is going to harm you. And we still have that instinct. And it's... (laughs) Hopefully, we don't have to use it very often because hopefully we're not being attacked or clubbed to death by our fellow cavemen. However, in situations where, I don't know if I've certainly been in situations where I've been around someone that makes me feel a bit weird or I just get a bit of a vibe that something's not going down the way I want it to. And this doesn't have to be a physical situation. I just get a feeling that someone's a bit off and I remove myself from that situation. And often you hear that, you know, someone else has been in a similar situation and they've felt that too. And and that's the instinct. It's like old school instincts. So I think the first tip I have to say is really trusting your gut when it comes to meeting new vendors. And if something does not feel right, you need to follow your intuition and either investigate further and figure out why you're getting those feelings and why you're feeling a bit off or decide that, you know, you don't want to do business with these people because they just don't make you feel nice. And this might not be a bad business deal. This might be just because the person, you just get weird vibes from them. 
I'm not into woo-woo anyway, but I think that if you don't feel comfortable around someone and then you are going to be dealing with them in a long term, I mean like over a couple of months situation, then I would choose to, to not not do business with them at all. Also, as I said, with Anya going and checking references and doing a little bit of investigation, it doesn't mean you have to stalk them and sit outside their homes, but I think it's very worth your while to not just read a couple of testimonials on a website. If you feel like you want to speak with someone that has had business dealings with this person or company, then you're well in your rights to ask if there's someone that they would recommend that you could have a chat with or if there's someone that you could send an email and and, uh, just ask for their feedback about that service. As I said, if they're a good business person and they've done good business before, then that shouldn't be a problem for them to, to supply you with a couple of contact names. One thing that's so easy to do and will save you a lot of hassle if something untoward happens to a business that you are dealing with, and this happens all the time, and this doesn't necessarily mean it's because they're running a bad business. Cash flow problems happen in businesses. Things shut down. Life events happen. People pull out. Who knows what can happen? It's not doom and gloom, but life happens. Sometimes vendors have to pull out or they have to cancel or they have a car accident or they have a baby or whatever. And things don't work the way that they thought they were going to when you made the booking. So one thing you can do to really cover yourself is paying on credit cards. Very simple and quite an effective way to claim back money when it either goes missing due to sort of untoward circumstances or things are cancelled that are out of your control. Paper trails are scammers and dodgy people's worst enemy because it makes them look bad and it's easy for banks to track stuff down. I think I would say like paper trails are the kryptonite of dodgy people, but it's also good for insurance claims. If you're paying cash and you've got a little crappy handwritten receipt and that's it, it's going to be pretty hard to take that to an insurer or your bank and go, yeah, but they were dodgy. Can I have the money back, guys? And they're going to go, take a hike, sweetheart. It's never going to happen. Also, if, for example, the, the vendor skips town or they don't deliver the goods, say you ordered a cake and the cake doesn't turn up, or if there's some other issue with the service, then you can dispute that service with the paper trail. With the cash only, makes it really, really difficult. Here's something I was quite disappointed to read on the Bridechiller community. Amanda, uh, Bridechiller Amanda, got in touch and she said that um, she has had some dealings with a company that I did a partnership with about, oh gosh, a year and a half ago called EcoFlower. Now, I really loved EcoFlower. When I did the partnership, we gave away a bouquet. They are, uh, they make wood flower bouquets. So what I loved about them, probably not anymore, is that they made flowers that you can keep for ages. You can add scents to them. They looked really beautiful and they have a really good social media presence. And I had a really positive experience with them. We gave away a bouquet and a tote bag and it was fine. But I have heard sort of through the Bridechiller community and also on um, other Facebook posts, people getting really dicked around by this company. And I just want to say now that you know, I did recommend them in the past and the more I'm reading posts, I'm going to read this post out now to just say it, the more it makes me quite hesitant to put my name anywhere near them. Amanda says they sell wood flower bouquets and arrangements. 
They have beautiful pictures. They take your money. They don't deliver. They ask people to push back their wedding date due to supply issues. Ridiculous. Or send broken arrangements. They advertise constantly and don't have the inventory uh, or the staff to deal with the support of their sales. Brides are finding out days before their wedding that they will have no flowers and have to struggle to get refunds or make last-minute arrangements, which totally sucks. This is not Amanda. This is me just saying this because that's just not what you need to be dealing with before your wedding. She said, check out Eco Flower Screwed Me over on Facebook to get the full picture. It's so hard to see that they are very terrible company if you don't happen to look at their BBB rating. It's an F. And they do delete and block negative comments everywhere. So annoying. She said, uh, from what I've heard, the trouble started when the founder left the company. Oh, well, this makes me feel better because maybe I was dealing with the founder. She started a new company called Solar Wood Flowers, S-O-L-A. And they are great for people who want to DIY. No pre-made arrangements, but beautiful supplies. There are also lots of Etsy shops that do wood flower weddings really well and they have come to the rescue for people who have got screwed over so uh we had some lovely responses from krista and christy krista and christy who both said that they were going to order from eco flowers but ended up going to solar uh because they heard better reviews so I yeah, I just want to say if you've listened to older episodes and you hear me plugging EcoFlower, I would say potentially avoid this company. They sound a bit dodgy. More tips and positive stories. I've got some really positive stories coming up on the Bride Chiller podcast, the number one wedding planning podcast, the number one bullshit free wedding planning podcast. If you would like to learn more, if you're new to this podcast, come and stalk me. Don't stalk me weirdly, just nicely. You can follow me on all the social medias. Join our wonderful Bride Chiller community on Facebook. It's thebomb.com. And uh, check out the website, thebridechiller.com, for more information. Here's a short break, and I'll be back. Today's episode's all about avoiding being taken advantage of or getting a weird deal. My dad always says, if it's too good to be true, it probably bloody is. And uh, the other one is... (laughs) His favourite one is, if you have to ask a price, you probably can't afford it. Very good words of wisdom from Dave McCormick. But also, going back to the, if it's too good to be true, if someone's offering a gnarly crazy deal, potentially, maybe, it's an amazing deal, genuinely, and pick it up and go with it. But always, you know, I think sometimes we can have this wishful thinking that we're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's only $5 when normally it's $500. You've got to be a little suspicious as to how this person has come about this item or can provide a service at such discount low budget rates. Sometimes things fall off the back of cars, trucks, vans. (laughs) Why am I laughing at theft? That wasn't, (laughs) that was a nervous theft laugh. Why was not laughing at theft? Theft is serious and it's bad. Sometimes people are offering services for a lower price and that may be because they're not experienced. It may be because they want to get experience and they want to do you a good deal, which is cool. But also hiring someone that's cut rate that may not necessarily know the ins and outs of contracts, which we're going to get to in a second, and legal stuff that they probably should know as a business owner, then I would be a little bit wary. Just be very wary. Bride Chiller Jessica said, I went to a bridal expo. 
as something fun to do with my mum to help plan our wedding. All of a sudden, I was winning things, in quotes. I gave my wedding email so all the junk can go there, but it's so frustrating to have to block all the spam calls every time a new rep calls me about something I have hashtag quote, quote, one. Ugh, so annoying. Recently, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned this, I bought a new domain, a little sub-chiller. It's not called sub-chiller, but it's a sub-idea that I'd like to potentially explore in the future. And if I think of an idea for the business, I just register the domain. And stupidly, I did not click the button domain privacy, which was free. I don't know what happened. I just went through the sale and was like, ugh. All week, all I have been getting are spammy phone calls from people and emails saying, hello, my name's John. Would you like me to design? No, I don't want you to design my website. And I come look. I'm a businesswoman. I bought the domain to hold it so someone else didn't get it. Stop ringing me. Every day. It's very annoying. And uh, the Wedding Expo is a classic example of somewhere where exactly what Jessica's saying, get yourself a little wedding email. Don't know if you can get a wedding phone number, but certainly register a wedding email and uh, then you can just divert all of that stuff. So it's not clogging, clanging. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Clogging up your normal email address. I did have to laugh. Claire, Bridechiller Claire said, I, (laughs) quote, one, this is great, a free hour from a DJ if I booked one hour with him. So she won an hour if she booked one hour. She says, it turns out his two hour price on the website was the same as the one hour price he emailed me. It's really silly. So look, the the wedding shows, I, I'm not against wedding shows. I think some of them can be really commercial and a bit tacky and there's really some full-on salespeople at some of these places. They're fun to go to, but always go armed with that special separate email address so you don't have to dick around with people being really pushy. Natalie, Bright Chiller Natalie said, I recently got a call that we had won champagne flutes, some kind of crystal set and <laughs> a honeymoon. What? When I asked what I had to do with it, do next, they said I had to attend some sort of expo with other couples the next day. This is not like in weeks. This is the next day. I told them I could make it, but my fiancé lives three hours away, so he couldn't. The response was, this is a couples only event, so you can't come alone. (laughs) Great. I should have known from the beginning it was a scam. But I heard free honeymoon and I jumped at it. Once they refused to make it work with just me, I realized there was something fishy going on. A few years ago, we went to Thailand for a holiday. Again, it was a we got an incredibly good deal. This is before we were married. And we were walking along in the rain because it was like wet season, which is why we got the good deal. But it was warm. And we were beckoned inside this sort of nice, warm looking, <laughs> warm, dry looking hotel lobby. And the gentleman said, if you come in and listen to my presentation, my one-hour presentation about this wonderful new resort, obviously this is a timeshare straight away, warning, we will give you a free colour television. I say colour television like we're from the 50s. We gave you a free colour television. (laughs) Why would it be black and white? A free TV. And I remember both of us, because it was raining and it looked like dry, we sort of were beckoned in and both of Rich and I are very sus on stuff. We're both suspicious. Like we're the both the first two people to jump to conclusions that someone's trying to rip us off. And I you know, 
you know me, I'm pretty quick to talk up, speak up about something. Anyway, we went in there and I was like an hour for a TV. And now, not did I, I did not think about how I would, would they give me the television in Thailand? Am I going to carry this TV home to Australia? Like, stupid. And we're listening to him shitting on and on and on. I'm like, I don't want to buy a timeshare in Thailand. I don't even know if I like Thailand. It's raining. And he was very persuasive and a little full on. And I looked at Rich and he's sort of shaking his head. And I said, we've got to get out of here. So I did what every good person does, and I say, I've got diarrhea. I have to go. <laughs> I've got a very bad tummy. I've eaten some spicy Thai food. I need a toilet, and I have to go. So if in doubt, just say you have diarrhea. <laughs> Another great Alicia story, diarrhea. Another one for a wedding podcast uh, I would like to share a little bit of a soundbite. We have some wonderful members in our Bride Chiller community, some lovely vendors who jumped in on this conversation. I really appreciated their point of view because, as a few people mentioned, you know, they have to be wary of people and also other vendors as well. When you're working out business relationships, you've got to figure out who you want to do business with. Thais Knight is a wedding planner and she has a YouTube channel, which I am going to link to because she's awesome. And she mentioned that she had done a video recently about wedding scams and said that I could use a little bit of audio from that presentation because she knows her stuff and uh, I love sharing vendor, like really good vendor info. Here she is talking about how to exchange money with wedding planners and coordinators to pay for other vendors. Okay, so about payment. Make sure you pay all your wedding vendors directly. Now, I know there's some wedding planners that do this a little bit differently. They kind of prefer to make the payments and work with the vendors all on their own. They don't want you to talk to them at all. So this is just my personal preference for my business but I do not make any payments on behalf of my clients. When I hire a uh, vendor, even if I recommend the vendor, I make sure that my client gets an actual opportunity to meet that vendor. They're going to see the contract themselves. They're gonna sign off on the contract themselves. I don't sign contracts on behalf of clients either. And they're gonna make payments, all the payments due directly to that vendor. And that's just to make sure that we're both covered. So you know for sure that your payments are going to where they need to go. I remember seeing a story maybe sometime last year about a wedding planner that was taking payments on behalf of a client and she was supposed to be paying them to the vendor, but she did not. So this couple on their wedding day thought that they had made the payment and thought they were going to have their photographer. And unfortunately, they did not have a photographer for their wedding day. So I just tell you this. Um, you don't have to worry about that if you work with me. But if you decide to work with another wedding planner, make sure um, you pay those vendors directly. And if that's not that wedding vendor's um, policy, that wedding planner's policy, I would recommend to go with someone else or see if you can make arrangements to do so. Uh, my goal is to just help brides and grooms make well-informed decisions throughout their wedding planning process. Uh, if you're in the Baltimore area and you're looking for a wedding planner, schedule a consultation call with me. All consultation calls are complimentary. I'd be happy to talk to you about your wedding day and see what Marigold Rose events can do to help you. Thanks so much. Take care and I will see you soon. Baltimore Bride Chillers, 
If you're looking for a wedding planner, coordinator, Thais is your lady, Marigold Rose event. She's also a member of the Bride Chiller community, so I'm sure you can get in touch with her. I know you can uh, through the community. Thank you so much, Thais, for letting me use that little bit of audio. You know your stuff, and it's good to share. Bride Chiller Kirsten makes an excellent point, and I'm going to bring it home again. I don't know how many times we have to say this. <laughs> But it's really fucking important, and I'm going to swear to say how important this is. Kirsten says, This is not a scam, but I cannot stress enough to couples to read their contracts line for line and to feel comfortable suggesting changes. This is such a good point. Most of my vendors are small mom and pop, i got to say it like that, mom and pop, uh, or new ventures. So they didn't always have the most professional contracts, and few had language that protected us should they cancel or not perform their duties. Also, make sure you were getting your contracts back countersigned. Oh, good point. Depending on your jurisdiction, not having a countersigned copy could make your rights null and void. So even if you go through all that trouble, if they're not signing it and you're not signing it and you're both getting copies, waste of time. Waste o time. Let's just go back. I just want to really stress this again. Read the contracts. They might be the most fucking boring things ever, but they are going to cover your ass and cover the vendor's ass if anything happens. Two other quickies just to uh, wind up. One from Bridechiller Marie, and she has, I think we might have mentioned this before on the podcast. If not, I'm going to just remember, remind you. She says, I've posted a brief previously about a photographer. I ended up firing after we paid our deposit. We waited a few months to do our engagement shoot. From scheduling to getting our photos back, it was nothing but an awful experience. The photographer got really shady after our deposit was paid. I couldn't get a hold of her schedule to schedule anything and had to ask her three times to send me the right link to get our photos. My theory is she never sent it the first time and finally just uploaded them and sent them to me so I would stop bothering her. Mm Mm-hmm. This is my theory because she sent me all of the photos unedited, including blooper shots. The photos were awful and she was being so shady that I decided that keeping them as our photographers would bring too much anxiety to our wedding day. Long story short, I fired her and it was the best decision I could have made. People start acting shady. Listen to your gut, cut the cord and move on to another vendor. Especially with things like photography. Good Lord. Now, if you just got someone that you're dealing with very briefly and you don't have to have much to do with them personally, but yet when you meet them, they shit you off and you're like, I really don't like you, then, you know, go with your gut. But also, if it's just someone that you're picking up a sound system from and you only have to talk with them for 12 seconds, fine. Who cares? But photographers, wedding planners, you, you know, just be careful because these are people that you're putting a lot of trust in to do the job. Here's one I hadn't read about and I hadn't thought about, but I just thought, look, these are some crazy little things. Be wary, but don't freak out. Gift theft. I had never heard of this. And when I was Googling, 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 wedding, God, help us all. When I was Googling wedding scams, a couple of news stories came up about some venues. I'm not going to name them. It won't matter. It wasn't their fault. But they were venues that had been, they were hotels. Let's just say. 
that had been had areas that were open to the public while these functions were happening. And they had some shady dealings where people would have gift tables out and the venue was accessible to the public. And while people were dancing and stuff, there was a bit of a racket going on where people were coming in and taking things from the gift table. I mean, that sucks. It's creative, but it sucks, and it's also bad. It's not creative, Alicia. It's theft. Again, we go back to theft. I'm not laughing at theft. Either way, it just made me think, just watch your bloody gift table. If it's in a public place, people can be dicks. Even not in a public place. People can be dicks, full stop. He's an extension of that thought. If you are going on a honeymoon, if you're lucky enough to be leaving your home and going on a holiday... Just be careful. This this is like old school. This is something our parents would say, but I actually really agree with them. Be careful about how much information you share publicly on your social media profiles, about how long you're going for. If you have open profiles, maybe lock them down because people are using social media more and more as ways to profile homes to rob and businesses to screw over. And this might be alarmist, but it's also quite sensible, I think. Just be careful. Who knows when you're leaving and when your property is going to be locked up and no one's going to be there. Just again, just a little thing to remember. But in these social media days, people know a lot of shit about you that you might not even think is relevant at the time, except when your house is empty and all your shit's in it and then someone comes and takes it when you're having a lovely time away on a honeymoon. Last one I want to mention is counterfeit clothing and dresses. I'm placing no judgment on anyone who wants to buy a dress from these sort of online retailers. You have to decide where you want to send your money and what you value in finding a dress or a piece of attire for your wedding day. So this is not me going, don't buy from China or whatever, because most of our shit's made in China anyway. Who am I saying? But... Just be careful of where you're sending your money and do a little bit of research. Going back to the it's too good to be true, it probably is. If someone's saying they can make a rip-off dress of something that sells for five grand in the shops, we've all seen those novelty and they, they are literally like Daily Mail novelty articles that prey on people's misery when they've ordered one of these dresses and they put a photo of the real dress next to this piece of shit, rip-off, awful, tacky dress that has arrived And no doubt some of these clothes, not to go too hardcore on us all, are probably made in sweatshops or made by people that are paid absolutely nothing. And some of the clothes that we're probably wearing each day are probably made in those circumstances. I'm not trying to shiny things up or be negative. But I do think if you're informed and you do a little bit of research that it it can do you good. It can be valuable. Again, we're not. I'm not asking you to trace back everything that you're buying for your wedding, but if if you're buying something you think should be worth thousands, but you're getting it for a minimum cost, then just think a little bit about its origins. That's all. And also, customs do occasionally seize this stuff. If they can prove it's counterfeit goods, you might not even get it. So, look, I think it's just be very aware of where you're sending your money, and also if you are going to buy a dress or a piece of you know, more expensive item online. Again, make sure you use a credit card or something that can be traced back if anyone pulls anything scammy. There it is. 
Thank you so much for sharing this time with me, my bride chiller friends. And thank you so much, for Anya, for suggesting this topic. I've really enjoyed thinking about how we can help each other better understand the art of the scam, but also just being aware of where we're putting our money and also aware of our relationships, our business relationships, and putting your business hat on when it comes to dealing with wedding money because that's what it is. It's a very romantic, very exciting business transaction and I want you to get the best out of it and not feel at all uncomfortable with anyone you're dealing with and also that uh, you haven't got to waste your time with dealing with people that are wasting yours, basically. If you have a question or suggestion for a topic, an episode, you can uh, simply email me visit thebridechiller.com to get that information or you can send me a message via the Facebook on the Bride Chiller community. You can put a post. I read all of them. I really do. And uh, I love sharing your feedback. So please do get in touch. Now, remember Zola, if you want to use that code, the little reminder is, here's my bit of paper here. You know I'm serious and I've got a bit of paper. Zola.com slash bridechiller. It's quite simple. I don't need a bit of paper to remember that. You get the uh, $50 credit towards anything you would like in the whole entire site. Jump on board that. It's a good deal. Oh, my loves, please have a great week. Participate. Send me fun stories and gifts. Until next time, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 